Rachel. And this is Danielle. In Convocation With is dedicated to highlighting the journey of Berea College alumni and friends. Follow along with us as we interview members of the 2012 Berea alumni class to learn more about their time in the bubble and beyond. And this is In Convocation With. So today on In Convocation With, we have Sean Ware. He lives and works as an artist and educator in Portland, Maine. Originally from Lexington, Kentucky, he graduated from Berea College with a major in art and a minor in art history before earning his MFA in painting from the University of New Hampshire. As an educator, he has taught art and higher education across the country, including Ringling College of Art and Design's illustration program and a visiting position at Berea College. Whether in the studio or on location outdoors, Sean's landscape paintings look at the everyday natural world in search for novelty and familiar surroundings. So we are so excited to have you with us today, Sean. I'm glad to be here. Okay. It's nice and I to think, be asked. Well, great. And I think we're just going to jump right in. Where do you call home? I'd say uh, the first question is immediately one that I have trouble answering in most conversations. I currently call home. I've called home before about a little over the past year, the Maine, although I'm born and raised in Lexington, Kentucky, and then I've spent since graduation the past few years moving up and down the East Coast. Um, so where I'm from and what, what I call home, it's kind of a constantly changing question. Uh, but these days, it's Maine. Before that, I would probably say Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky. Awesome. And so taking it way back pre-2008, how did you learn about Berea College? Uh, I think that was a, well, that's an easier question to answer because I grew up in Lexington. It was really the school right down the road. So I don't actually remember the, you know, the moment that I heard of Berea College or learned about that as an option. Um, but so I think it's just kind of always been in my periphery as Berea College in the same way that growing up in Lexington, it's hard not to know about, you know, the University of Kentucky or Louisville. I think in a maybe less sports fanatic way, Berea was always there as a uh, as an option as a school in mind. So, but what was the thing that took you over the edge, though, to make you choose Berea? Sure, uh, to choose Berea. Um, I well, to take it back pre Berea, I was homeschooled which was something I, especially going into college, was a bit hesitant and a bit ashamed about that uh, going into the real education world after being homeschooled. So Berea was at first appealing because of the size, a smaller college felt like I could probably connect with people a little easier and would be a little less overwhelming. It's a... <laughs> easy location as well growing up in Lexington mostly just down the road so it was far enough away but close enough to home that if 
things went wrong, you know, I could have that as an option. But I also didn't have going in as a freshman, a super concrete life path or career plan that I knew that I wanted to be pre-med or that I wanted to follow a concrete set of steps. So a liberal arts school was really appealing uh, in that I could branch out a little more and almost have a, a sample of all of my interests and really kind of weigh uh, weigh my options a little more before diving in more. Uh, and then it, it, pretty high up on the list really is the financial aid as the third oldest out of seven kids. Uh, my dad worked for a newspaper as an illustrator. So we definitely qualified financially for uh, Berea. And uh, I had an, well, I had an inkling that I would go into the arts. So I knew that this was something that I could get into heavy debt and then expect to immediately uh, pay off a huge uh, college tuition. So uh, the generosity of Berea was really appealing as well. Uh, And then I I think the one last little point uh, is just the location being kind of right on the foothills. I love nature and I love the outdoors. And so visiting campus and I I love driving into Berea where you could, that's at least from Lexington, kind of the first real foothills of the Appalachian mountains that you start to see. Uh, And then with the pinnacles right down the road and all the hiking, uh, that was a big draw for me as well. You said that your dad um, was an illustrator for a newspaper, and I'm sure that both your parents were heavily involved in your homeschooling. And I was just curious, does your mom have that artsy background as well? Yeah, uh, great question. And uh, I got that a lot growing up. Um, My parents actually met working at the newspaper. It's the Lexington Herald Leader. Uh, So the the hometown paper. but my mom was more in the, the she was an English major, the, the journalism side. Uh, and I think I would credit her for being a very creative person. But uh, the the art side I could pretty heavily link to my dad. Awesome. That's really cool. I love that, like, influence that your family had upon, like, what you do now. Me too. Yeah. I I think out of all of the career paths and saying that I didn't have a concrete goal to end up kind of following in my dad's footsteps uh, in retrospect seems a little um, a little obvious I guess as to where that inspiration came from and endearing yeah I, I, I hope so well And I mean, there's no sense to ask, like one of our script questions is what career are you in now? We've already heavily talked about you being an artist. I would love to know how your style has evolved since your time at Berea College as a student to now. I, well, I, first, I hope that it's evolved uh, in a a good, evolved, not devolved, although I think it's a bit of a roller coaster looking back some years uh, questioning what what on earth I was doing but um, how my work has my artwork has evolved since graduating Berea 
Yeah. And, and I mean, your influence at Berea too. I, I know you were talking about the Appalachian foothills and being inspired by like the pinnacles. Are there other places on campus that really inform like your beginning as to where you are now? I think the, the outdoors are definitely linked with, well, as a landscape painter, I would hope the outdoors are linked with my work. Um, going in as a art student at Berea, I was initially more interested, and this links back with my dad as a illustrator for a father, that was the career path that I saw as an option that, okay, that's a, a career in more commercial art as opposed to fine art, which I hadn't necessarily considered as a student. Uh, and at the time, it may be a little different these days, but there wasn't quite that option that I was looking for where I could get all of the graphic design skills and the illustration skills uh, in the way that I, I wanted at that time. So instead, as a really a secondary tier, I thought I could try out fine art and mm -hmm. at least that would give me a, a foundation, kind of a ground level. And then I might take that somewhere else uh, later on. But then I ended up rather than more commercial art, really kind of falling in love with the fine arts. Uh, and I maybe to jump script a little in terms of uh, one of the questions later on, but I would credit one of my professors, Kevin Gardner, who came in uh, kind of mid, uh, mid college career for me, I think it was sophomore or junior year. Uh, yeah. And the, the way he was presenting painting and he was the the first person that uh, introduced me to plan air plain air painting so painting on site outdoors mm -hmm. and having painted inside the studio and painting from photo references a lot uh, to be outdoors and with all of the the challenges and problems that come when you're easels are getting knocked over by wind and your subjects are moving and the light the daylight's starting to go um, I think that was a nice spark of, of interest beyond just the art itself, but that process and making the art. Um, and so I've, I've tried to run with that since. So I, I think the outdoors specifically, the reason I'm a landscape painter, as opposed to a, a figure or a portrait artist or you know, so many other, or like I said, a commercial artist, I would credit pretty directly to Berea. So Sean, what were your labor assignments during your time at Berea? Uh, it's a good question coming from you as the very first uh, freshman year, right, the first placement was a lifeguard. And I'm going to correct me if I'm wrong, but that was your first. We were lifeguards together. Yes. <laughs> so freshman year, hanging out at Seabury pool. Uh, but the uh, sophomore through senior year career that I had at Berea was with the ceramics department. So I, without any background myself in ceramics, I let my advisor at the time, Tina Gebhardt, who was the ceramics professor, uh, she latched onto me and said, you, you should go into <laughs> ceramics, even though you've never touched it before. Um, and I was I, I'm extremely glad that I agreed to that 
Um, so I, I was in ceramics from sophomore year on, probably one of my favorite jobs ever. Yeah. And you and I work together at Scott's. Is that, am I That's remembering right. that correctly? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Scott's, it's a student crafts on the square. Yes. Um, so yeah, we were both in student crafts, yeah. um, you know, the, the weaving side, right? And, I was, yes. Um, yeah. So I think what, well, once a week or so, we would go, oh, I would go from the ceramic studio across the street and do some live pottery throwing mm -hmm. demonstrations. For tourists coming through, yeah. which was... Which was, was good practice for, uh, especially teaching, trying to do a live demo. Yeah. I remember, like, it's probably my, it's seared in my brain all of the times that I was struggling to throw a pot on the wheel. Uh, and I was a painter, so that was even a a little outside my own wheelhouse, trying to do pottery while a stranger looked wheelhouse. on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, pun intended, wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, but on the wheel, trying to throw this pot, struggling against all of that you know, mud and slop and momentum, while this stranger looked on, telling me how relaxing that must be. And, <laughs> how an easy time I had out of it. Yeah. So I definitely feel more prepared and the demonstrations I give for students with I think that under my belt. Sean, do you still um, throw pottery? I don't. That's on my kind of my, my wish list. If I could have access to a studio or my own studio, I think I my own ceramic studio. I would jump at that. Uh, I would definitely take away painting time, uh, which is probably why I haven't done it because there's, <laughs> I probably don't paint enough for what I should be doing anyway. So to add ceramics into that would be a nice guilty pleasure. But someday I definitely see myself doing some more ceramics. I love that. That's cool. So what was one of your favorite memories during your time at Berea? Uh, I have a probably a, a few. I mean, there's <laughs> a little things, but um, I think the one that immediately came to mind for this question was, was also related to ceramics. Uh, it was during my senior year at the ceramic studio that Tina Gebhardt, the ceramics professor, was moving on. I, believed to teach at Gettysburg College. Mm -hmm. uh, and she had been like my ceramics mentor and I think a mentor to pretty much the whole ceramics cohort up to that point. And we had, we had grown pretty attached or pretty fond. There was a, a good close relationship with all of the uh, student crafts worker and ceramics with Tina as our boss. Uh, so I can't take credit for organizing it, but there was a going away party organized for Tina Gebhardt. Um, but some of the highlights that went into the party, there was a, a pin the mug on Tina poster where we all had little paper cutouts of mugs that we blindfolded, <laughs> tried to put in Tina's hand, oh. <laughs> a, a giant picture of Tina. And there was a seconds 
shooting or throwing gallery. So all of the second pots that, you know, or maybe thirds at this point that you know, didn't cut it enough to be uh, to be sold with student crafts. All of the pots that were fired and had mistakes and flaws, we saved for that semester. So that at the end, we had boxes and boxes of pots that we just lined up on top of the dumpster and took turns trying to smash like a, a kind of a carnival shooting gallery <laughs> and all of that was topped off at the the end of the day the end of the afternoon with you know buckets and buckets of the slip and the slop that are kind of left over in the the water buckets essentially mud muddy clay slop that turned into a water balloon and slop fight where we all ended up covered kind of head to toe and slip in clay but it's too bad this is a, a podcast and not a visual media because I still have some of those photos or you know, people with mud speared all over the face. And I think I have my hair spiked up with clay. So um, I think the assignment is to now go find those photos and include them in this podcast. On, I on still have media. them. I'll send them along for sure. Oh, yes. That. People um, will want to see them. Well, that is a memorable time for sure. Yeah, so I, I think out of all of the experiences of Berea, I think that's a good overlap of all the people and some of the work and just the uh, the way that we kicked back at a, a smaller school with with what we had on hand. I it's definitely one of those like you know how they say like you're separated by other people by like seven degrees or something like that. Um, I think it's really funny that like at Berea, it's like one degree one yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah a much smaller range but yeah because I was like you worked with Rachel you worked with me and I don't yeah. know it's just and and Tina Gephardt was my advisor as well which I ended up only doing art history but she still remained my advisor from coming in under studio and she is wonderful I agree I, I don't know if I mentioned her as one of my favorite professors. I was thinking of the English department when I did mine, but Tina Gebhardt is a treasure at Berea College. Definitely. I would rank her up there as well. Um, yeah, I think, well, to go back to the one degree, I'm sure everything is linked somehow. So even I think the spot that we had this giant mud fight, I'm 90% sure that's where the new science building is. So if if you're ever on tour in the new science building or having classes there, then somebody was throwing mud at each other in that same spot. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I haven't, I'm, I'm excited to go back to campus because I haven't been back since um, 2013. So I'll be curious to see what it all looks like. Cause I know so much has changed in that, that amount of time. Yeah. I, I think it's, I've been back more recently, but even then, I, I'm sure like in the past few years, there's been some dramatic change, some some crazy changes that as a student, I wouldn't be able to maybe reconcile. But uh, I have a, I have, maybe I should have mentioned this uh, earlier. Um, it's been you know, 10 years, you know, 10 years since we graduated, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I have my youngest brother out of my six siblings. My youngest brother is a senior there. 
No. So I have even more reason that I should be visiting and I haven't. You need to come to homecoming, Sean. Oh, but if if he's graduating in May, though. I, yeah. You said senior? Oh, that's a, yeah, good, good question. He should be graduating in May. I I don't want to put him under pressure. No, we can, we can. Or winter of the following. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but I was going to say, then he doesn't need to come all the way down from Maine. He'll, he'll come to his brother's graduation. Okay. <laughs> and he can come. But, and now I have extra pressure. I can't miss <laughs> homecoming or this graduation. I need to do both. I think it's both. Yes. I, I know I haven't been since our fifth year. So it's been five years for me too, which is kind of crazy. I guess, yeah, the, I didn't I guess I didn't realize that was the fifth homecoming. Uh, but yeah, I was there as well, right? Yeah. Or yeah. last year, you go I to all the. I think you were teaching at the time. Were you teaching at the? Yeah, time? I, that was the yeah the reason I was able to be there, or that I had no excuse not to be there because <laughs> I was uh, teaching as a, a visiting position for that one year. That's so cool. I yes, so it would cool. <laughs> have been pretty bad if I couldn't make it to homecoming when I was actually working for the college. How was it? I j- just c- for my own curiosity, and I'm sure there's other people that are curious about this too. Like, how was it coming back, especially so soon upon graduation? I feel like five years is like a blink of an eye now. I'm sure like at the time it felt like eons. Yeah, it is weird that, I mean, that was five years ago now. And then it was at the time, five years from graduation yeah, it definitely feels different on on this end of it, uh, but at the time, you know, the, having graduated five years ago, there definitely, even then, seemed like a lot had changed. But then, at the same time, not not a lot had changed. Um, I was invited to teach at Berea that year because uh, my painting professor, I believe the current painting professor Kevin Gardner was going on sabbatical and I had 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 a show at Berea the previous year so my paintings had been in the college again uh, and I came to give an artist talk uh, that supposedly went well enough that they invited me to to teach Uh, so it wasn't just coming back to Berea to teach but it was uh, literally trying to feel the footsteps of my my mentor my painting professor the one painting professor and the small art department there mm-hmm. so it was definitely felt uh like there were you know, big shoes to fill um but it was i think a lot easier especially as someone who's kind of hopped into other schools where I don't have that history coming to Berea and teaching where I kind of knew the geography, but also still knew a lot of the same professors. They had been teaching years before I went as a student. They're probably still teaching now. Uh, I think it was just one less new thing to deal with and made it a lot easier to just concentrate on teaching. I mean, it was also bizarre uh, but kind of fun that I could see a lot of almost uh, re not repeat students, but students that reminded me of 
people that I knew as a student that I went, oh, this, this is really sarcastic, funny kid in my class, like reminds me of my college roommate. Like they're two completely different people, but it's funny how Berea seems to, whether it's attract the same people or just kind of develop uh, a consistent, uh, a consistent community or a consistent kind of rapport between people. But I really enjoyed coming back for a year. It was a lot of fun. So with with the whole like teaching um, in that field, what advice would you give to like to to majors that are coming into this world, this art world? And like, what advice would you give? Definitely take a painting class, <laughs> do some ceramics. Um, Well, I think I mean advice that I would give, especially to someone that is either at Berea or considering Berea or art, is to take advantage or 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 see the advantage of the liberal arts as opposed to a more concentrated uh, arts art school experience. Uh, so after teaching at Berea, I went to teach down in Florida at the Ringling College of Art and Design, which is roughly similar in size to Berea, but everything is devoted to art. Um, there's certainly no lack of budget in the arts down at uh, a school like Ringling. But that also means, I think it's a little more narrow in its focus at the kind of win window of exposure and ideas while it's still pretty diverse, uh, it isn't diverse in the same way that a liberal arts college like Berea is. Uh, so it being able to take and, uh, well, really required to take to, to some degree outside courses like the sciences um, or, or even some of the other creative arts, um, I think helped just cross-pollinate that it made the the thinking in my art hopefully a little more well-informed, a few more springboards. And it just opened my sort of network up to other people that I would have probably never run into or a type of thinking that I would have never run into. Um, you know, having conversations with a business student, not necessarily about art, but... Uh, I think those outside conversations are really important and I would credit that a lot to where my career ended up that I'm a little more adaptable mm -hmm. uh, because I have not a hard expertise in a lot of other fields, but a, a general knowledge of other things that can help. A smattering. Yeah, a smatter, a smorgasbord <laughs> that at least can get an intro. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Love that. <laughs> Um, so Sean, since we are on in convocation with, what was your favorite convocation during your time at Berea? This is where I'm glad I knew the question in advance <laughs> <laughs> and that I did not have to blank on a, a name. Oh, you know, the one where they were talking about that thing. Um, I will admit in convocations, a lot of times I really enjoyed going up on the second the second level the second tier and 
sometimes sketchbooks, sometimes on the pamphlets, doing some sketches and doodles, um, which in my defense, I've learned after the fact, is linked with you know, better uh, comprehension of the information. Yeah. Yes. You retain the knowledge. In your, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I'll pretend that that's why I was doing why that so were, that I could yeah. laser focus on all of the, the speakers. Uh, I, I think the first convocation that came to mind, even if the, the name of the convocation was fuzzy, was all the way back in freshman year there was a West African musical group or a musician with his, his band. Uh, and it was the, yeah, the West African music group, I believe, and I'm, I'm butchering the, the pronunciation, I'm sure, but Habib Kawite, the a musician from Mali. Um, and I'm still not quite sure why that sticks in my head all of these years later, but it was a uh, a concert. And so somebody who enjoyed music, I would always try to get to those convocations, um, even if they were you know, late in the evening. But it was a really fun and pretty cool mix of kind of Western rock and some kind of folk, Mali, West African infusion which I totally would not have found or listened if I hadn't you know, gone to that convocation. I mean, these days uh, with, I think, music streaming and radio, they'll try to give me some, you know, oh, you might like this artist or you might want to try this, but it's never to that degree of like that kind of left field way out there. Uh, or, or for me, it was, was pretty way out there. Uh, so it was nice when there was an infusion of, of music or culture that I would have never encountered. Uh, but another convocation that I still remember was with Silas House yeah. uh, talking about uh, growing up at Appalachian and growing up in Lexington and Versailles was kind of just outside around the cusp. Mm -hmm. So I, as a Kentuckian going in, felt like I probably, I knew enough or that I uh, I get it. I'm from Kentucky. I know about Appalachia, but it was pretty eye-opening and I think really insightfully done. The the differences in you know his experiences in Appalachia and how that was pretty different actually than my own as a Kentuckian. Uh, and I I think I've been lucky enough to hear him talk uh, outside of that convocation about the same kind of experiences. But uh, Silas House that sticks with me years later his voice is like honey <sighs> on a hot biscuit like i can listen to that it's amazing yeah. it is uh, I, I was at that convocation too were you dano you know honestly i don't i don't remember that convocation there's potential i was there's potential i wasn't <laughs> i i love to nap i just need the world to know this like i still i'm 32 going on 33 and I nap every day if I can. And <laughs> convocation like typically hit at like just such a sweet nap time. And I tried, I tried so hard to stay awake, you guys. But I'm not, I gotta be honest with the world. Like convocation definitely it was it was kind of warm in there. And it just kind of and the mood just, lighting, it's pretty and, dim. Yeah. And then like 
then you got Randall Roberts looking at you and it just, it soothes <laughs> the sleep. And so I, yes. I'm oh not going to lie. I definitely had to keep going back to a lot of convocations, like more than the typical amount per semester because Randall would not allow me to get my slip signed. He would snatch <laughs> that card. I still have some of my cards. I was like, I'm keeping these. They're historical documents of my life. <laughs> I'm sure they I do would it that, that would be my other answer, like just in general, like what I remember about convocations, just Randall Roberts, just in yes. general. A- everyone. You know, run around, jog around campus. Yes. 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 And his wife um, also taught in the English department, Dr. Barbara Wade, and she was just lovely. Oh, yeah. That's hey, great. Sean, I think we should hit you with at least like four rapid fire questions. I think okay. so. Okay. So like first thing that comes to your head. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll try I'll to be appropriate. Yeah. Okay. On on target. Okay. Okay. What was your favorite meal time of the day at Berea? My favorite meal time? Yes. Um I would well, I would probably say lunch because there were maybe I'm not a morning person at all. So breakfast immediately is ruled out. I was probably could probably count like the number of times I got breakfast. Um, although oh, maybe I was too late. I already said lunch, but like, <laughs> maybe five times I went to breakfast were because like maybe it was a fever dream. Um, but didn't they like so, like on like a Sunday they would have like the yeah. kind of southern like, yes the potatoes yes yeah. Yep. With nice like biscuits and gravy and like so all the, I went sausage because it's sausage. They weren't great sausages, but I'm uh, glad you said lunch. Every time we ask that question, everyone's answer breakfast. So then we change the question. You're the first person who has said lunch. <laughs> and there's not like necessarily anything memorable about lunch. It was just I missed breakfast, so I have to get to lunch. So <laughs> Got it. that's I my like favorite. You. Okay. Favorite season in Berea. Oh, my, um, probably fall. Uh, I, I would say, I mean, it's up there because it's already my favorite season. And then I'm also in nostalgia. I'm coming in kind of fresh from a summer. So I'm excited to be back at school in Berea and it's a good mile. Oh, hope like it's not as hot. You don't have to worry about trudging to class in the snow or like an ice storm like that one year where you all got sent (laughs) off campus yeah Um, yeah i would say fall like going down into the brushy brushy fork well we are running out of time on our meeting here so that is the last of our rapid fire questions and sean i just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for agreeing to do this and and we just really appreciate you being on the podcast. Of course. I'm, it's been a really great kind of stroll down memory lane. Um, and so good to see you too. Whether I make it to homecoming or whether I make it to my brother's graduation or to another reunion down the road. I definitely look forward to seeing you guys again. Yes. Well, we love you, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us today. No, oh, thank you. I love you guys too.